Why don't you put your hands together and give the Lord some praise in this place? Oh, somebody give, your, give the Lord some worship in this room right now. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Amen. You may turn to your Bibles to Job chapter number 27. We will read verse number 17. I want to go directly to the word of the Lord this evening. Amen. And while you are turning there, I want to say again what a tremendous honor it is for my wife and I to be here with you at Greater Faith. And uh, it's just an honor for us. And um, we, we, as Pastor Nichols said, we, we thank you so much for allowing us to be here. Realize that there are so many moving parts uh, that made Friday night possible. We just honor you. Thank you to every volunteer, to every person on the staff and leadership team of this church for everything that you did. We just count it a, a high honor. Thank you so much for everything that you did. And uh, we just had a wonderful time in the presence of the Lord Friday. And uh, just so thankful for that. And I honor today your pastor, your bishop, his wife, their family. Can you just give them a round of applause? Come on, why don't you give it up for him right now? So, so very thankful for Bishop Nichols and his family. And I believe in divine appointments. I believe that truly the steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. And I don't believe... It's an accident that God has allowed our paths to cross, and we've talked about it. And I, I just feel such a connection to Bishop Nichols and his ministry and so much wisdom. And uh, we were talking uh, today at lunch, and uh, he was, he was kind of joking with me. He's like, man, we, we've been living on the deep end. And uh, he said, now, now, I don't, I don't know if that's, y'all may think I'm weird. I'm like, man, no, this is right down my alley. We can do this all day long. We can talk all day long. And uh, I just feel that, com that, that comfort with him to just be able. And here's the thing about it. I, I don't like being around people that feel weird about talking about the things of God. We're not doing anything special. You know what I'm talking about? Like, bro, you guys are spiritual. Well, man, I hope you're spiritual. We should all be spiritual. I appreciate a man of God that's spiritual and that likes talking about the things of God because that's, that's what I'm about. I like talking about the things of God. And so I'm just so very thankful for him, his apostolic anointing, and just so very thankful for him and their, their entire family. And uh, I just, we, we, we count it an honor to be with you all uh, this weekend. Amen. I do feel like the Lord has given me a word for us. This evening, and now listen, it's it's not some cute, polished sermon. So if, and I know this is not that type of church, but it, just in case you were looking for a cute, polished sermon, uh, you, you got the wrong preacher tonight. But I do come with a word from the Lord for somebody in this room tonight. And I believe that if you'll just tune in to what God is speaking in this place, that God is going to do something in the life of every person. That will receive the word of the Lord that's being spoken. And so I just, I look forward to what God is. And as Pastor Nichols said, I just, 
this is your first time, your 50th time, your 100th time, your a millionth time being in the house of the Lord, I just want everybody to engage in what God is going to do. And I believe we're going to see God do some great things tonight. Amen? Amen, amen. Job chapter number 27, verse, let's start at verse number 16. Job 27, verse 16. Bible reads, speaking of the wicked, Though he heap up silver as the dust and prepare raiment as the clay, he may prepare it. But the just shall put it on. He may prepare it. But the just shall put it on. And the innocent the innocent, they shall divide the silver. I want to preach with the help of the Holy Ghost on this simple title this afternoon. Hell's hand-me-downs. Hell's hand-me-downs. I want you to lift up your hands one more time. I want you to begin to pray in the Holy Ghost and pray that God's Spirit would begin to speak in this room. Come on. Would you lift up your voice right now? Would you begin to pray? it somebody just pray in the Holy Ghost right now come on somebody lift up your voice and pray right now with authority in the spirit in the name of Jesus come on we're going to take some things in the spirit tonight come on we're going to take some things in the spirit tonight lift up your voice and pray lift up in your voice and pray with authority in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. God, anoint your word, anoint our ears to hear and our hearts to receive. We pray this in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. One more time, clap your hands unto the Lord and give him praise. Come on, clap your hands with all of your might. Come on, clap your hands with all of your heart and with all of your strength. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to your name, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for standing for the reading of the word. You may be seated. We find in Exodus. That the children of Israel, we know the story, they've been led to Egypt by Joseph and by Jacob because of the famine that is in the land. And the Bible lets us know that as they are there, they begin to make their abode there in Egypt. That there arose a Pharaoh that knew not Joseph. And the Bible says because this Pharaoh did not know Joseph, that this Pharaoh begins to heap upon the children of Israel persecution. 
The Bible lets us know that he begins to put all types of persecution upon them. They begin to make them slaves and begin to make them uh, begin to work, do forced labor. The enemy, Egypt, comes up with a deliberate plan to thwart what God is doing in the lives of his people. They have arrived there in Egypt and because they are God's people, they are blessed. And because they are God's people, they have more than what they have need of. God's abundant blessings has begun to rain down in their lives. Yet the enemy looks at them and sees that if it were possible for the uh, for the Israelites to to go into war with them that he would overtake them and so the Bible lets us know that the adversary begins a deliberate plan to take over the children of Israel and the Bible lets us know in verse 11 they put slave masters over them to oppress them with forced labor and they built Pithom and Ramesses as store cities for Pharaoh but the more the Bible says they were oppressed the more they multiplied and spread can I remind somebody in this place it does not matter what the adversary does against you the the power of the Holy Ghost is greater inside of you. And the more persecution that comes to the church, the more the church will thrive. The more persecution... I'm not worried in 2022 about what's going on in the world. I'm not worried about what's going on in politics. I'm not worried about what's happening with COVID-19. Because I know the more persecution that comes, the greater revival that's going to come. I know the more heartache that comes. See, some of you need to quit worrying. God is giving you an opportunity to display his power, to display his glory. Yes, there might be persecution, but greater. It's he that's within you than he that's within the world. The Bible says the more, the more they were oppressed, the more they multiplied, the more they spread. Bible says, so the Egyptians, they came to dread the Israelites and they worked them ruthlessly. They made their lives bitter with harsh labor and brick and mortar with all kinds of work in the fields. In all their harsh labor, the Egyptians worked them ruthlessly. And in the midst of this climate wherein the people of God have been have succumbed rather have become victim have become prey to a plan to deliberately destroy them there was an intentional plan that the enemy had for their demise and their destruction in the midst of that God raises up Moses and Moses begins to stand before Pharaoh and before all of the Egyptians and declare to them that what the enemy meant for evil that God was getting ready to turn it around for their good. I've simply come to preach to somebody in this place. Every attack of the enemy that is meant for you. Every attack of the adversary meant to destroy you. You serve a God that is able to take that thing and turn it around for your good. I 
know the enemy has come to somebody and tell you, I got a plan for your life, but I've come to tell somebody in the Holy Ghost, our God is greater, and God can take what the enemy meant for evil, and he can turn it around. God can take somebody strung out on drugs and alcohol, and he can turn it around and make it a powerful testimony of his power, of his Come on, huh? don't you get discouraged. Huh? Don't you get down and out. Huh? God's getting ready to turn it around. Huh? God's getting ready to turn this thing around. Huh? Just stay in the fight. Huh? Keep the faith. Huh? Keep pressing. Huh? Keep believing. Huh? God is getting ready to turn it around. Oh, I wish I had about five people that truly believed. I've been fighting a long time, but I'm getting ready to come out. Come on, the Red Sea might be standing in front of me, and the Egyptians might be behind me, but God gave me a word that I'm coming out, and I'm getting ready to come out. I'm coming out with a praise. I'm coming out with a dance. I'm coming out with a testimony. I'm coming out. I will come. Oh, you don't understand what I'm going through. You don't understand what I'm facing in my life. You don't understand the strongholds that are in my family. No, I may not understand what's in your family. I may not understand what you're facing. But this I do know. The devil cannot stop anything that God has set into motion. And can I tell somebody the devil thinks that he's got a plan, but can I tell you God has a plan, and his plan is that you prosper. His, pl his plan is that you might have life and life more abundantly. So though the enemy might be coming against you right now, can I tell you, hold on, it's getting ready to turn around. You're getting ready to come out of Egypt. You're getting ready to come out of bondage. You get come on, come on. That devil is a liar. You will, you will come out. You will live and not die. You will walk into the promises of God. Oh, I wonder if there's somebody that would dance on the devil's head and say, "Devil, I'm coming out. You can't hold me down. You can't tie me up. I'm coming out. I'm coming out. God's getting ready to turn it around." Oh, come on, somebody. I said God's getting ready to turn your family around. I know it's been a long time. I know it's been a long time. But God's getting ready to turn it around. I know the enemy's been after you for years. But I declare, I decree in the Holy Ghost, God is getting ready. Something's moving in the Holy Ghost. Something's changing in the atmosphere. Something is changing in this place. Come on, you're getting ready to come out. We know the story of Esther and Mordecai. Esther and Mordecai. They're standing there in the presence of that king of Persia. And the Bible says that that king wakes up in the middle of the night. Something is going on. 
But what had happened before then, the enemy, Haman, had devised a deliberate plan. Just like the Egyptians had devised a plan. Haman had devised a plan. That Mordecai, the Bible, we, we know what the Bible says about Mordecai. The Bible says that, that Haman cannot stand Mordecai. He comes out of the presence of Esther, comes out of the presence of, the, of Esther in that banquet. And he's smiling, he's grinning from ear to ear. And the Bible says everything is going right in, in, in his life until he sees Mordecai standing in the king's gates. And the Bible says that when Haman sees Mordecai standing in the king's gates, that he becomes so angry and frustrated. Can I tell you why the enemy was angry? Can I tell you why the enemy was frustrated? Because the story lets us know that he had already made a decree that was supposed to destroy him. He had already made a decree that was supposed to take him out. And yet in the midst of a dismal situation, Mordecai said, I'm still coming to the king's gate. I understand that I have a prognosis that is not favorable. I understand that my death sentence is looming over my head. But I'm still going to come. And I'm still going to worship. Is there anybody that would say, I know the place that I'm going to be. Even when all hell is riding against me. It's going to be at the king's gates. It's going to be in the house of the Lord. Come on. Devil, you tried to knock me out. You tried. But I'm still coming. I'm still going to worship. I'll enter into his gates with thanksgiving. And into his courts with praise. I'm still coming. You want to know how to make the enemy have a bad day? It's by still coming to the king's gates in spite of what the enemy is trying to do. See, the reason the devil doesn't like some of you is because he's been fighting your family, fighting your finances, fighting your mental health, yet you're still coming to the house of the Lord. Can I tell somebody, hell is mad right now because you won't give up. Come on, somebody, hell is angry because there's a saint of God that says, I'm going to come out. God's going to do a miracle. I'm going to stay at the king's gate until something changes. Oh, somebody lift up your hands and your voice in this room. The Bible says, Haman passes by Mordecai. Sees him. Gets seething mad. I cannot believe this joker. I've pronounced death over him, over his entire race, over their entire life and family, yet he's still coming to the king's gates, and the Bible says that he gets mad. And you know what happens next. Just as the Egyptians come up with a deliberate plan to destroy the lives of the children of Israel, so does now Haman come up with a deliberate plan to take the life of Mordecai. But as I've already preached this evening, the story does not end there. But we find and we all know how this story ends. For the Bible lets us know that Haman 
devises a plan to hang Mordecai on gallows. But in the midst of that, God begins to work. And God begins to move. And God begins to turn things around. And the same gallows that Mordecai was supposed to hang on. We find a few chapters later that Haman is now hanging on those very same gallows. Because our God is a God that is able to take every deliberate plan that was meant for you. And Can I tell you? Sometimes it's not meant for you to prosper. Sometimes it's not meant for you to succeed. The enemy has a deliberate plan for every single one of us to fail, to succeed, to lose out on our relationship with God. But can I tell you, God is with you. And if God is with you, he can turn that situation around. Come on, I said what the enemy is trying to use to destroy you. God is moving behind the scenes. God is working behind the scenes. And he's shifting things. And he's turning things. And he's making things. These were plans meant to destroy you. These were things that were meant for you. The gallows, they were meant for Mordecai. They were designed specifically for Mordecai to destroy him, to take his life. The plan that the Pharaoh that knew not Joseph made was a deliberate plan to destroy and to take the lives of all of those that would try to destroy his kingdom. It was a plan. It was a deliberate attack of the enemy, enemy an intentional plan to destroy the people of God. But what I want to preach to you about tonight, and this is the entire point of my message I'm so thankful for a God that is able to take what is meant to destroy me, what is meant for me, and turn it around for my good. I can shout about that all night. I can worship about that all night. I can give God praise about that all night because we serve a God that is able to take an intentional plan meant to destroy me and turn it around for my good. But not only is he a God that is able to take what was meant for me and turn it around for my good. But God is ultimately able to take what was never meant for me. What the enemy devises to bring prosperity to his kingdom. What the enemy devises to bring prosperity he never intended for those some of these things to come my way. He never intended for some of those things to come. God is not only a God that is able to take what was meant for us, that was meant to destroy us and turn it around for our good, but every good thing the enemy meant for himself, God is also able to take that and turn it around for your good. You say, prove it to me. 
I'll tell you how, how, he, how he does it. The Bible lets us know that not only does God say we're getting ready to come out of Egypt, uh, what was meant to destroy you, uh, what was meant to take you out, we're getting ready to turn this thing around for your good. But on the way out the door, God speaks to the children of Israel and says this, hey, before you leave, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go into the house of every single Egyptian. I want you to go into the house of every single wicked person. And I want you to go in there and I want you to take their clothes. These clothes were not meant for you. The destruction was meant for you. There was a deliberate plan to destroy you. It was meant for you. But this right here, this was not meant for you. But the type of God that I am, I'm the God not only of taking what was meant to destroy you and turning it around, but I'm also the God of taking what the enemy meant to, to prop up his kingdom, what the enemy meant to, to prop up his... I'm taking it. I want to give it to you. So the Bible says they march into the house of the Egyptians. They began to take something that was not meant for them. I don't know if I can get this thing on. I think you're going to have to throw it over your head. I'm just going to put it over me like this. And all of a sudden, they begin to walk through the house. And they begin to grab things that were never meant. Now, here's the thing about it. It was not prepared for them. See, this is a type of God that we serve. We find here that Job lets us know a secret into how God works with the wicked. How God works with, with the forces of darkness. Here in Job chapter 27, God lets us know how he deals and how he works with the app. See, some of us think God is only a God that can take things that were meant to destroy us and turn those things around. But it's so much more than that. He's a God that is able to take what the enemy has prepared for himself. It was not even meant for you. The enemy prepared it for himself. The enemy began to take things for himself. And the Bible lets us know in Job chapter 16, though he heap up silver as the dust, the enemy begins to prepare resources. The enemy begins, it has nothing to do with you. He's just trying to heap up resources, heap up ammunition. He it's not intentionally meant for you, but the Bible says he may heap up that silver. And he may prepare raiment as the clay. He may pile it up. He may heap it up. He may come in and stack it up. But the Bible goes on to say, he may prepare it. But the just, the just are going to put it on. See, I'll come to preach to somebody right now. You're getting ready to put on hell's hand-me-downs. The enemy never thought that what he prepared was going to end up in your hands. But I've come to preach in the Holy Ghost to somebody right now. God is getting ready to give you things that were never meant for you. But the enemy might have prepared it, but the just are getting ready to put it on. The enemy might have prepared it for his prosperity, but devil, I'm going to put it on. I'm going to put on victory. I'm going to put on prosperity.
Come on. Come on. It's time to put it on. It's time to put on everything that God. He may prepare it. The devil may come and get a deliberate plan. And he thinks, this is for me. But God is speaking, devil, this is not for you. You're literally preparing. We always talk about what God prepares. He prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemy. We need to talk a little bit more about what the enemy prepares. Because the enemy right now is beginning to prepare some things and has already begun to prepare some things that he never meant for the righteous to know about or or to touch. There are some things in this city that the enemy has begun to prepare that he never. Now, there were some deliberate attacks that he's made on this man, that he's made on this church. There were some deliberate things that the enemy, there was every bit of intention to destroy you with those things. And God is the God that's able to take care of that stuff. But God is also the God that is able to take things that were never meant he may prepare it but the just shall put it on so we find that Mordecai you know the story the bible says not only does Haman devise a plan deliberately to destroy him but Haman also begins to prepare something, not for him, not for Mordecai, but for himself. That king wakes up in the middle of the night. He's troubled. They bring him the book. He begins to read. There is a man by the name of Mordecai that unveiled a secret plot meant to destroy your life, king. He said, has this man been, been repaid for what he's done? He said, no, he has not been repaid for what he's done. He said, man, I I, got to do something to repay this man for this great thing he's done. The Bible says that Haman just kind of waltzes up in the place. He says, Haman, you're my chief advisor. Come here. Haman, what should I do for a man that has done something so great in my kingdom? How should I honor a man that has done such a great thing in my kingdom? The Bible says, Haman says, he must be talking about me. Who else could he be talking about? (laughs) And so Haman, in his mind, begins to prepare something for himself. Well, what would I wear? What would I wear if I were the one? Because obviously he's talking about, and so in the mind of the enemy, he begins to prepare something for himself. But little did he know that he was not preparing something for him. But he was preparing something for Mordecai. He was preparing something for the man of God. He he thought that he was preparing some clothes for himself. But in the midst of all of that, he prepared it. Oh, I would... King, King, I would take your royal garments and I would, I would put it on them and I would do all this. And he begins to prepare this, this, this great wardrobe that he thought he was getting ready to put on. But the truth of the matter is, he may prepare it, but the just shall put it on. I said the devil, he may prepare it. 
but the just are gonna we're the ones that's gonna reap the benefits we're the ones that's gonna reap come on somebody I said the enemy's been preparing some things the enemy's been preparing some things to prosper his kingdom but devil you won't have the right to put it on it won't ever touch you because the just the ones that are living right the ones that are living holy we're getting ready to put it on we're getting ready to see revival we're getting ready to see harvest come on somebody it's time to put it on it's time to put it on it's time to claim what is rightfully yours he might have prepared it but I'm getting ready to put on hell's hand-me-downs I can imagine Mordecai or Haman he goes in and says king I, I don't know the Bible doesn't say but I can imagine he's 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 very careful like king I, I I want this royal garment right here. He begins to prepare. Things like that one. He's like, no, not that one. Okay, that, the other one. Yes, that one. He gets it right the way that he likes it. I'm ready. The king says, what do you mean you're ready? Say, well, you're talking about me, right? He says, no, I want you to go get Mordecai. Because Mordecai has been at the king's gate and gates in those rags for long enough. He's been at the king's gates mourning in those rags and that sackcloth and those ashes for long enough. And right now what you're doing is you're preparing. But Mordecai is getting ready to put it on. Haman, this is not meant for you. Haman, this was never meant for you. You might have prepared it, but it's meant for the just. I've come to preach to somebody in this place. God is getting ready to give you something that you could not give yourself. The enemy has prepared it. God has used the adversary of your soul, the very adversary of your soul, to prepare something that only God can do in your life. You just got to make up your mind. I'm going to put it on. I'm not just going to stare at it, but I'm going to take that. I'm going to put it on. Come on, somebody. It's time for us to put on all that God has for us. I can imagine Mordecai comes into the house. King leads him in the door. Here you go. Now, Haman... Haman prepared this just for you. Mordecai, I was thinking, what? Haman? You mean the adversary? You mean the guy that's been a thorn in my flesh? You mean this guy prepared all of this? I'm going to tell somebody right now. The enemy has been preparing some things to prosper his kingdom. The enemy has been preparing some things to prosper his agenda. But I've come to tell somebody, though he may prepare it, the righteous, the just are getting ready to put it on. You're looking for something else? That's all I got for you tonight. You're looking for, That ought to be enough to shout about. That ought to be enough to worship about. The fact that I ain't got to earn this stuff. I don't got... Come on. But God is preparing something for me. And all I got to do is step into it. All I got to do is grab it off the shelf and put it on. Devil, God is not only giving me what you meant to destroy me, but what you did not mean for me. I'm coming for that too. I'm coming for that too. It's mine. You might have prepared it, but I'm the just. And I'm getting ready to put it on.
somebody give God praise for that. Come on, somebody reach up and claim it. Come on, somebody reach up and grab it. Come on, somebody. And just as Mordecai not only got to see what was meant for him turn around for his good, but he also got to see what was never meant for him. The good that was never meant for him. See, God is not only the God of taking the bad and the evil that was meant for us and turning it around for us. But God is also the God of taking the good that was never meant for us. And taking that good and beginning to direct it and turn it in our direction. I feel something shifting in the Holy Ghost right now. I wish somebody would grab a hold of it right now. Come on. I said, it's time for you to put it on. Come on, it's time for you to put on deliverance for your family. It's time for you to put on deliverance for your job. Come on, somebody. The devil might prepare it, but you're getting ready to. We find the same thing that happened to Mordecai begins to happen to the children of Israel. God begins to speak to Moses. He says, Moses, I'm getting ready to give you something that was meant for you, that was meant to destroy you, that was meant to take you out. I'm getting ready to turn that whole thing around, and I'm getting ready to turn around for your good. But Moses, on your way out the door, I'm getting ready to also give you what was never meant for you. I want you to go into the houses of every Egyptian, and I want you to go in there, and I want you to take what was not supposed to be yours. I want you to plunder the house of every single Egyptian. I want you to take the the, the garments of every single Egyptian, and when you walk out of Egypt, you're not going to walk out with your own clothes, but you're going to walk out with hell's hand-me-downs. You're going to march out of this place with what was never meant. That silver, that gold, it was never meant for you. That garment, it was never meant for you. But when you walk out of this place, you're going to walk out with hell's hand-me-down. I'm not ashamed to wear hell's hand-me-down. See, see, I I remember growing up. I remember growing up, I had older cousins. And, and we were a blessed family, but my mom and my dad were always trying to, you know, they were always trying to save a dollar a little bit. And I can remember, y'all know what I'm talking about, that big old black trash bag would come into the house. I'm like, nah, not again. And what would be in that bag? My older cousin had grown out of some clothes. And I would open up that bag, and there it goes. Those clothes were never meant for me. They were meant for him. And yet my mom opens that bag. Here you go. Take your pick. Like it was some, you know, great treat or something, you know. Like, man, I don't want this. 
I can remember the shame of sometimes taking that stuff out. It's kind of worn out a little bit and kind of digging through the bag. And maybe you will find something here and find something there. And you will put that on. And you know what they call They call them hand-me-downs. There's nothing like hand-me-downs. Hand-me-downs is not something that you kind of want to have. But can I tell somebody in this place, there is one set of hand-me-downs that I am not ashamed of. And that is hell's hand-me-downs. Because when I put on hell's hand-me-downs, it's a testimony of the power and the might of my God. Because I shouldn't be wearing what I'm wearing right now. I shouldn't have what I have right now. But because of the God that came down and turned this situation around, here I am clothed. Here I am clothed in righteousness. Here I am clothed in prosperity. Here I am clothed in the authority and the power of God. I'm not ashamed to wear hell's heavy downs. Come on, somebody. I wonder if there's anybody in this place that would say, I'm getting ready to take everything from the adversary, just like the children of Israel. I'm preaching to a church I feel this in the Holy Ghost right now this is not some message I've preached before this is not something that I had perfectly polished out this is a word that I feel like the Lord gave me for this church for tonight can I tell you something right now God is already doing some things God has already done some things. He's turned some things that were meant to destroy us around. But I'm telling you right now, this is a direct word from God to this church. God is getting ready to give us authority and dominion. Like we're getting ready to plunder every single... Every single stronghold of the adversary. Just as the children of Israel marched into the house of every Egyptian and grabbed what they did not prepare. Grabbed what they did not. Can I tell you that's what God's getting ready to do for some of you. You just got to march into the house and put on some hand-me-downs. You just got to march into the gates of hell and say, devil, I know it wasn't meant for me, but God has prepared it for me. And I'm getting ready to put it on. I wish you worship God like you're getting ready to put it on right now. I wish you praise God like you're getting ready to put it on right now. Come on, I said it's time to put it on. Come on, it's time to... Come on, it's time to take what the enemy meant to prop up his kingdom and put it on to prop up the kingdom of God. I can imagine I can imagine 40 years from now when they were in the wilderness all of a sudden the kids wake up in the morning and dad is sitting by the fire mom is sitting by the fire preparing a little something for them to eat they walk up and mom's got this strange garment on like mom what in the world are you wearing Oh, sweetheart, these are just the hand-me-downs from Egypt. 
because I never want you to forget what God did for us. I'm not ashamed to wear this. This is my testimony. I'm not ashamed to wear this garment because you see, this was never meant for me. But God took what was never meant for me and he gave it to me. He put it in my hand. That's why I worship. That's why I praise. That's why I dance. Come on, I'm dancing. I'm living with hell's hand-me-downs. Come on, I put it on. I put it on. It wasn't meant for me, but I put it on. Come on, that's the testimony of some of you in this place. It wasn't meant for you, but you put it on. Mom, why do you dance the way you do? Because it wasn't meant for me, but I put it on. Dad, why do you worship the way that you do? Because it wasn't meant for me, but God allowed me to put it on. God allowed me to put it on. Come on, somebody worship. Come on, somebody praise. Come on, somebody worship. Yes. Yes. That's it. Somebody's beginning to get it right now. Yeah. Somebody's beginning to march into the house. The stronghold of every devil in hell that's trying to destroy you. And not only are you going to walk out with what was meant to destroy you, having authority over that, but you're going to walk out of there with what was never meant for you. You just got to walk in and you got to put it on. you what was never let me tell you why the devil this is what we're getting ready to do we're getting ready to come out of here worshiping and praising God because there's something that the devil had on there was something that the de that was never meant for us you see the Bible lets us know that the devil he, he was the chief musician in heaven He was a chief praiser and worshiper in heaven. Yet because of his plan, devious plan to try to exalt itself above the most high, the Bible lets us know that he cast him like lightning down. Now, there's a garment that was never meant for us. But that garment that was meant for Satan himself, God prepared it. And here's what the enemy meant for every single one of us. He meant for every single one of us to walk around, walk around with that spirit of heaviness. He meant for us to walk around with that spirit of heaviness weighing us down. But I've come to tell somebody right now, one of the garments that you're getting ready to put on, 
is you're getting ready to put on a praise and a worship like you've never had before. See, it was intentionally meant for the devil to do that. But because the devil wanted no part of it, now we have people of God that are standing in this place today and say, devil, you may not put it on, but I'm trading my spirit of heaviness and I'm getting ready to put on the garment of praise. You might not want it, but hand it on down to me. You might not want it, but hand it on down to me. I'll put on the garment of praise. I'll magnify him. I'll worship him. I'll exalt him. Give me hell's hand-me-downs. You might not want it, but I will bless the Lord at all times. And his praises shall continually. Here's what we're getting ready to do. I, I, I want to make this very clear because I know sometimes in the midst of preaching, we can, I don't want anybody in the midst of point. What I'm simply preaching to us today is that there are things that God is getting ready to give the church of the living God. Now I talked about it earlier. There are some things that we must work for. There are some things that we must war for. But there are also some things that we will never have to work for. We will never have to labor for. We will, we will never have to sweat for. The enemy himself has prepared it in hopes of propping up his kingdom. In hopes of prospering his kingdom. It was the good that was not the evil that was meant for. It was the good that was never meant for you. I'm telling you right now in the Holy Ghost, God is getting ready to take the good that was never meant for you, and he's getting ready to send it to you. But the choice is yours. Here's the thing. Although the, the wicked prepare it, there's still a choice the just have to make. And that is, am I just going to stare at it? Or am I going to go up and I'm gonna t am I going to take it? And I am I going to put it on? There's somebody in this place that needs to get a boldness and an authority. Can you imagine how much boldness it took? Now the Bible says that they were afraid of the children of Israel. But I'm not sure the children of Israel really knew that. Because here's the thing, they have been slaves in Egypt for years and years and years. Can you imagine the boldness that it took to march up, knock on the house of your slave master, walk in the door and say, I know that ain't mine. I know I never made that quilt. I know I never made that garment. But I'm getting ready to take it right now. Because as of right now, Everything that you prepare for you, and now, can you imagine the boldness that it took to do that? But they did it. And so here's what I want us to do right now. I want us right now, we're going to begin to pray. And I want us to begin to take authority over every spiritual stronghold in our family, every stronghold in our life. Come on, I want you to march right on up into every house, every stronghold in the spirit. 
and I want you to begin to stake your claim. Come on, in the Holy Ghost right now, I want you to begin to march, and I want you to, with boldness, begin to declare, hell, every single thing that you prepared for the prospering of your kingdom, it is now mine. Come on, pray in the Holy Ghost. Come on, pray in the Holy Ghost. Shandare kodo yobosha. Yada yoloboshi adaye. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Come on. Exercise your God-given authority right now. Exercise your God-given authority. By the authority of the word of God and the power that is in the name of Jesus, we take dominion over every force of the adversary. We take dominion over everything the adversary meant to prosper his kingdom. We declare, we decree, it is now in our possession in the name of Jesus. See, this is what God is getting ready to do. The devil has been preparing things. Even in the political structure of this region. The devil has prepared it. It's not meant for you, but he's prepared it for himself to prosper his kingdom, to push his agenda, to push what he wants to do. But I've come to preach and I've come to prophesy and declare to somebody in the Holy Ghost right now. He's prepared it, but God's getting ready to set up some people that are going to get the go and march in and take authority over everything the enemy has positioned to prosper his kingdom. It's not meant for you. But the righteous are getting ready to march in and they're getting ready to put it on. Oh, some of you don't believe me right now. But I'm telling you right now. that's it that's it see some of you are really believing it right now come on and in your spirit in your spirit's eye you're beginning to see some things shift come on in the spirit right now you're tearing down strongholds you're you're grabbing stuff out of the enemy's hand come on and you're putting it on and saying devil it's mine it's mine it's mine against every spirit of fear that would try to cripple the people of God from marching in authority and claiming what was never meant for them but now is theirs according to your word and I pray right now for a boldness I bind every spirit of fear I bind every spirit of doubt I bind every spirit that would try to thwart what God is prospering what God is promising right now Yeah. 
anybody here's what I feel to do is there anybody that that represents like um, the the educational system in any way is there any teacher or anybody I feel to have you come to the can you come to the front right now if you're a teacher if you're involved in in, in, in anything with the educational system. Brother Matt, I don't know if you're still doing campus, but if campus ministry, P7, anything like that. I, I want you to come to the I want you to come to the front right now. If you're involved in anything that has to do with, with, with colleges or or, or or high schools or, 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 or public schools or anything like that, I want you to come. I know what the adversary is trying to do with this right here. This, this, this was meant for his good. This was meant to accomplish his agenda. And I know sometimes we feel as if there is no hope for this right here, the educational system. This was not something that was ever meant for us. This was, this was meant for the good of the adversary, for the advancement of the kingdom of this world but I've come to tell you right now we're getting ready to march in I feel this specifically for this region I feel this specifically for this church God's already begun to do it but I'm telling you right now we're getting ready to march in and we're getting ready to put he's prepared it he's prepared it the adversary has prepared it but the just are getting ready to put it on I said the enemy's preparing to advance his kingdom, but devil, it's not for you. The just are getting ready to put it on. I want you to stretch out your hands toward everybody represented right now. They're getting ready to be a shift in the spirit. I want you to pray. By the authority of the word of God and the power that is in the name of Jesus. I take dominion over every force of the adversary that would try to advance his kingdom. I take authority and I pray right now for God giving authority to rest on every school teacher, on every college professor, on every CMIR, on every P7er in the name of Jesus. Come on, put it on. Come on, put it on. Come on. There's authority God's getting ready to give you. The devil is a liar. He thought it was meant for his kingdom. But you're getting ready to put it on. God's getting ready to give you fresh authority. God's getting ready to give you fresh authority. Fresh anointing. Shut up. 
Let me say something to our teachers and to our people that are representing. I don't know what everyone is. I don't know what positions everyone. Let me tell you something right now. You don't need to go into your high school campuses, your college campuses, your junior, junior high campuses afraid. You don't need to go in there timid. God's getting ready to baptize you with that same boldness that the children of Israel had when they marched into the house of every slave owner and said, nah, I know you prepared it, but I'm getting ready to wear it. That's the same anointing. That's the same boldness God is putting on you right now. Come on, the devil is a liar. You need to march in there with authority. You need to march into there with boldness. You need to march in there with the authority of God. Because it's yours. Revival is coming. It's yours. Revival is coming. It's yours. It's yours. The devil may have set up that system for his good, but the righteous are getting ready to put it on. up your voice and pray. Shut 